This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Ready to rock and roll with you. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get at it, Rocket can. All right, heavy in the college football in hour number one. We'll get back there, but I do want to get some attention shown on week 12 in the National Football League. Already got a bunch of games uh, done for the week with the activity on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Putting a nice sked coming up tomorrow in the NFL. We're going to talk about it all. All things NFL with our next guest. <laughs> Excuse me. All choked up about talking about my next guest. Uh, he's one of the best writers in the National Football League. He's been doing it for years, and he's doing it for the Houston Chronicle. Still these days, our buddy John McClain jumps aboard. How you been, J.M.? Jody, I'm doing great. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Were you sitting with the McLean family, friends, co-workers when the Cowboys got beat the other day? Does that, like, raise the spirits down in Houston when the Cowboys go down? Well, the problem, Jody, is there's so many Cowboy fans in the Houston area. When the players used to come to the Oilers now with the Texans, they're like, what in the world are so many Cowboy fans doing in Houston? And I'd say, well, they're just like roaches, mosquitoes, humidity, and crime. You just learn to live with them. Wow. Shot on goal score by McLean. I like it. Uh, And, uh, yes, I'm sure those who aren't the Cowboy fans in Houston like the Cowboys going down. Um, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now because the Cowboys have lost uh, three of their last four. I thought some people were putting them on a pedestal and, and talking about them being the best team in the NFC, and I just didn't see it. And now that they've lost three out of four, I don't know that anybody's seeing it. What's your take on the Cowboys? Are they more the team that's lost three out of four, or are they the, more the team that was 6-1 uh, and one at one point? Well, first of all, Jody, um, the Cowboys, I've said since before the season, would run away with the NFC East, which is still awful, with one team with a winning record, despite them losing three or four. And then I thought, like, two years ago when they beat, they won a home game and lost on the road, they're capable of winning a playoff game at uh, AT&T Stadium. But I never thought they would go on the road and win and have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. It's been so long since they've been to a Super Bowl or even an NFC Championship game, probably half of their fan base wasn't alive and so I still think they're going to run away with the division but I don't see them being a legitimate Super Bowl contender all right I think it's even tougher than that I'm not counting out the Philadelphia Eagles the Eagles are two games back which means they're one game back because they've got the Cowboys left on their schedule the last week of the season 
And the Eagles' other games, other than Dallas, include the Giants twice, the Washington football team twice, and the Jets. That's not exactly murderer's row, and they've won three out of four. I still think the Eagles have an outside shot to win that division. Well, I'll tell you this, Jody. They're going to have to run and throw the football. You can't run the football, the quarterback, all the time without throwing it. You know, they're not as advanced or as talented on their roster as Baltimore is, and the Ravens can do that. They averaged over 200 yards a game rushing in the last four games, and that's great for their defense. And they should whip up on those little sisters of poor teams you just mentioned. But I think the Cowboys, uh, I think they're good enough. Their roster's most talented. You know, Dak Prescott has got to play better. Hurts when his top two receivers are out, but everybody's got injuries this time of the year. What they got to worry about is Zeke Elliott is hurt. And it might be they need to rest him for a game or two and play Tony Pollard because sometimes Pollard runs better than Elliott. But I do believe that the Eagles will put heat on them and they'll take advantage of that week's schedule. And it would be great if it comes down to those two teams. In the last week of the season will be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, need your hands-on uh, uh, estimation here because I'll tell you I was blown away last week when the Houston Texans beat the Tennessee Titans. I just did not see it coming. Tennessee, despite losing players, despite having their stars out, just continue to find ways to win and find ways. And then they get picked off, and they get picked off rather easily last week by the Houston Texans. Was it that everything came together and went right for the Texans? Is Tyrod Taylor that legitimate as starting quarterback in the league? Or do you think Tennessee's bubble has finally burst? Titans have just won back-to-back games over 10s with winning records. 7-0 and against teams with winning records last year. Five games in a row against playoff teams last year. Now, they got beat by the Jets when Derrick Henry was healthy. And, yes, they got a lot of injuries, but the Texans are more missing three starting offensive linemen, their best pass rusher, their leading tackler. So it wasn't like they didn't have injuries too. Tyrod Taylor didn't throw the ball worth a darn. It was a driving rainstorm. And that had something to do with the Texans forcing five turnovers for the second game in a row. First time that's happened in team history and four interceptions, three in the fourth quarters. Worst game I've seen Ryan Tannehill have now. Everybody thinks they're going to go to New England and lose. Maybe they will, but the Patriots are not the Jets and they're not the Texans, so maybe they'll bounce back. But what they got to worry about right now is trying to hold off the Colts. Titans are 8-3, and three, Colts 6-5. and five. And I didn't take the Colts too seriously, Jody, because they, uh, they had beaten nothing but losers. And then they go to Buffalo and just obliterate the Bills. And yeah. that's the first time I started to take the Colts seriously. Now, if they win this game against Tampa Bay at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, then there's a good chance they're going to win that division. Now, it would give me a uh, newfound confidence in the Colts as well. I uh, know that you watched the Thanksgiving proceedings home with a turkey leg in your hand. Uh, it was typical NFL stuff. Kind of two poor teams, but a great ending right down to the wire. Two good teams with high-skilled players going right down to the wire. And one really skilled team, the Bills beating the snot out of the Saints, who seem to be coming apart, it seems. That kind of encapsulates the NFL across the board. And the other thing that uh, struck me on Thursday was how many penalty flags were thrown. 
it just slowed the proceeding down, and you got to wait for every single call to find out what happened. And it was annoying from just a viewer standpoint. And then they released the ratings, and they did the biggest number that they did in the NFL for a regular season game in 30 years. Will the NFL even acknowledge that it's got an issue with that many flags they have in their games? Now, you know the owners, Roger Goodell, they don't want, after Thanksgiving, everybody to be talking about the officials, and that's what happened. For the third year in a row, all the visiting teams won. And I, I'm keeping a close eye on Detroit because the Texans have a chance to get the first overall pick. Right now they're, they're a game and they are the, ahead of us. see. The Lions are in front for the first pick, Texans, Jaguars, and Jets who play uh, the Texans, play the Jets and Jaguars, they're all competing for that top pick. And the Lions played better than I thought they would. I thought with Andy Dalton, the Bears would be better than they are with a struggling rookie and Justin Fields who's out with broken ribs. But at least it was exciting at the end. Cowboy game, very exciting. But, you know, Las Vegas had lost three in a row. But, my God, the officials throwing so many flags. I don't know what they can do about it. But it was just embarrassing for the NFL. And I'll tell you something else. There was no game on Thanksgiving featuring two teams with winning records. Now, tomorrow, Jody, we got five games featuring teams with winning records. So it should be a really exciting weekend. All right. Since you went partially down that road, I'm going to take you down a further piece. Texans in the mix, top pick. If they don't have number one, they'll be in the top three, four, five. The worst they could probably finish at five. They win a couple games between now and the end of the season. Are they going to use that first pick on a quarterback? We'll put Deshaun Watson aside for a second. You saw Davis Mills. He got his chance to play. Didn't look real good. That's why as soon as Tyrod Taylor got healthy enough, they put him back in there. They won some games. Not always of Tyrod's doing, but at least he's stewarding them to victories. Or are they dead set on getting their franchise quarterback in the upcoming draft? How is Houston's going to use that pick when they get it? Well, first of all, they're open to have Watson traded. A lot of teams will be interested if – he reaches settlements with his 22 accusers. They almost had him traded to the Dolphins. His owner, Stephen Ross, told them, I want him to have that cleared up. He waited too late. He started on, like, Thursday before the Tuesday deadline. They couldn't pull it off. And there's a lot of teams, Jody, are going to need quarterbacks. And as you know, Watson's under contract. He's 26. And, and he came off a great year in 2020. And now at least he's not getting hit, being used up. He's working out all the time. So they're hoping originally they started asking three ones and two twos, spread out over two or three years, however they could get it. And then when it came down to he would only approve Miami, he turned down a trade to Philadelphia. That would have been ideal because they had two number ones. They might have a third one from the Colts. So he rejected the Eagles. Now, we don't know if he would approve, say, Carolina which is 200 miles from his hometown in Gainesville, Georgia. Maybe the Giants give up on Daniel Jones. What about Pittsburgh, Seattle, Denver? There's a lot of teams that should be interested in him if he has those issues cleared up. So I don't think right now they would take the quarterback high in the first round because at this moment there's nobody worth that pick. But you know how these GMs and coaches and scouts – Fall in love with these guys when they're in shorts and T-shirts 
thrown against air. But I think what they'll do is they'll let Davis Mills be the starter next year, build around him, and then if he does not live up to what they hope he can be, they'll worry about the quarterback a year from now. John McClain, our guest, uh, pro football columnist from the Houston Chronicles, been doing it for decades, doing it as good as anybody on the planet here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, um, don't know if you've got any new information on the story. It was one that broke about 10 days ago, and it hasn't advanced since. Uh, Antonio Brown's former chef, and he has trouble with people who do work for him. He always ends up not paying them and uh, having them sue him and file lawsuits against him. But apparently this ex-chef, uh, Antonio, allegedly owes him $10,000. And he said Antonio asked him to procure a fake vaccination card. Big story, a lot of headlines, NFL investigating. This is now 10 days ago, and we've heard absolutely nothing on it. John, maybe I'm uh, believing that I know more than I do, but can't the NFL just go and check whatever card each other? Don't they make a copy of that at least to make sure that he got a vaccination done if he's proceeding along as a vaccinated player? What needs to be investigated here? All they got to do is put in some phone calls, make a little effort. Remember when uh, Gate happened and they sent multiple investigators to Fox investigators? to New England to investigate Brady and the footballs and then how little they, they uh, the Aaron Rodgers wasn't a slap on the wrist. That was a little light tap on the wrist. And I think if, if you had to pick, if somebody told you, uh, uh, say a month ago, Jody, there's going to be a player in the NFL accused of getting fake vaccination cards, guess who it would be? I think Antonio Brown would probably be at the top of a lot of lists. <laughs> I'm thinking 10 grand is what it would have cost him. And maybe the NFL doesn't want to know because remember, this chef who claims he has text messages from the girlfriend, this chef said it was more than one buccaneer who was doing this. So maybe the NFL is worried about if they look too closely, they're going to find that multiple teams and no telling how many players are using fake vaccination cards. So I don't think this is going to be concluded anytime soon. But Brown being a multiple offender, he's got to be suspended because this is, you know, we're talking about life and death, Jody. We're not talking about uh, somebody uh, just not paying his debt. We're talking about something that goes much deeper than that. But they gave if they gave Rogers a tap on the wrist, maybe they'll do that. With Antonio Brown very lightly on his wrist. Yeah, but uh, Rogers wasn't as bad. It, it, what Rogers did was wrong, but he was more like misleading. What Antonio Brown, if he did this, is a federal offense. It's got to be hard. It's got to be harder than slap on a wrist. It's got to be a suspension, but we'll see. And I think the NFL has been dragging its feet a little bit here. All right, John. Last thing, and. Uh, you might not care about this at all, but I know some of uh, the fans out there do, and some of the fans who may like to put down a buck or two on something like this. Who's the MVP of the NFL right now? You go back uh, a few weeks ago, we heard Kyler Murray. Now he's missed three games. Matthew Stafford, you know, they spit the bit uh, before their bye week. And right now people are talking about Jonathan Taylor being up there before Derrick Henry's injury. Derrick Henry was up there as well. And I'll tell you, when all is said and done, 
uh, right now, if I'm going to ask you, if you picked an AFC team to be in the Super Bowl, who would be? Mine would be Kansas City. Kansas City red, Chiefs, yes. Red hot at the right time, and their defense, which was never consistently a strong point, has been playing very, very well. And I think it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Patrick Mahomes didn't lead this team back back to the division title and maybe even home field advantage. And if he does, he's got a good chance to be named MVP two times in three years. Now, Lamar Jackson's missed a game. They're 7-3. and three. That's what I like about it. We don't have a clear-cut MVP right now for a while. I thought Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And right now, it could be almost any of those guys. Truth be told, I put John McClain on my show because he brings great knowledge. But I just found out I have to have him on more often because he thinks along the same line I do because I bet Patrick Mahomes last week get 22 to 1 to win the MVP. So I hope once again, Mr. McClain, your vision of the National Football League is pure and correct because it could put some shekels in my pocket. I hope uh, you cash in on that one. <laughs> JM, good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks much. We'll touch base down the road a month or so from now. My pleasure, Jody. Happy holidays. That is John McClain, uh, as good a NFL writer as you're going to find, Hall of Fame voter, and and I, if I had brought this up, I would have done another 20 minutes with him. Probably the most accomplished part-time actor of any NFL scribe out there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 